Gentlemen, welcome to episode 17 of season 2 of the No Cash No Code podcast. It's another streamlined edition. I am your commissioner, Mr. Andre Clark, and I am joined by the driving force, the energy behind No Cash No Code this year, the historian himself, Tom Maxwell. Tom, how are you? Andre, I'm very well. Thank you. Happy Easter to you and to all our listeners. I uh, hope everyone had a lovely weekend. Um, very excited to cover off what's been an exciting few weeks in No Cash, No Code. Yeah, again, your definitions of exciting and mine seem to be veering further and further apart. But let's get through this. Uh, Tom, what, what happened? What have we missed? So we're going all the way back to game week 28, Andre, which started on March the 12th, which is a good few weeks ago now. Um, It was uh, sort of continuing along the theme that we've had recently, maybe a few more goals about um, than than had been in previous weeks. Um, We had Man City, Leicester, Arsenal, United, Liverpool, all winning. Um, Chelsea and Leeds played out one of the more entertaining nil-nil draws you will ever see. Um, And there were a few teams that were expected potentially to keep clean sheets that didn't, uh, including um, Crystal Palace, uh, sorry, including uh, Villa away at Newcastle and Everton at home to Burnley. They got beaten by Burnley. Um, Certainly those who brought in Everton defenders um, got got done on that. Um, Average point across the week was 43 in FPL and there was pretty big gap between the top and the bottom in terms of the quality within No Cash, No Code. Um, Andre, why don't you tell us who the winners were? Um, I think I'm offended by that last statement because I know where I fit in that top and bottom level of quality. But okay, so yeah, as you said, not the highest scoring week, 43. Uh, My theme for team of the week, um, I guess, no, sorry, pick of the week first, is going to be all about defenders. What you just said, clean sheets by teams we expected. So the points that were produced were produced by many. You had Chelsea and Leeds with your nil-nil, heavily owned defenders. Palace was expected against West Brom. City, Leicester, United, Liverpool, all with uh, pretty expected clean sheets, even though there were a few that missed out, as you mentioned. This drove a bit of a change in uh, the no-cash, no-code league. We had two five-at-the-back teams with uh, Luke Danes and Ed Mullane, both getting 50s, average being 43. Um, most people benefited from one of or both of Stones and Cancelo. Um, That's 14 points and 12 points over at Man City. Even defenders who didn't get clean sheets got bonus points, like one of the Villa lads whose name's just escaped me, even though he's in my team. Uh, Dunk got a goal in his game against Southampton for Brighton. Um, So it was always going to be a defender. But all those defenders I mentioned with all those big points are all owned by loads of people. The winner should be Dunk. 10 points, only owned by Damien and Stephen Hill. And if I had the producer with me, maybe I'd have snuck that through. But with differential of the week, Maxwell, I feel I need to go one step further on this pod. Uh, So surprisingly, after clicking and clicking and clicking through every single team, uh, so it is towards the foot of the table, Freddie Jones, Trent Alexander and Arnold 
nine points despite no assist. Uh, he got the clean sheet. He got the bonus points. The only owner in the entire league for what was becoming a turn in TAA's form. So congratulations, Freddie Jones, proving there are still differentials in the league, even though they are names that at the start of the season would have been highly owned. Now, I've struggled with a nine-pointer for pick of the week, so I'm guessing there's an awful lot of hurt when that happens. What's going on? Who got hurt? So it was a it was a funny hurt week, wasn't it? I mean, if you think back, the the main hurt came from more pep roulette. I think it'd be fair to say that is likely to be a bit of a theme. It's quite a boring theme. We all know it. We all still stick with the same players and get surprised <laughs> when they don't start every week. Um, so I'm going to try and try not to focus too much on that. But the the main hurt from that perspective was our our good friend George Johnson. Oh, thank um, you. Don't. Don't don't need to give him more hurts of the week than uh, than, than required. He's, he's won it far too many times this season already. But this really was not his finest hour. Um, obviously, this was the week before the blank week, uh, and George still somehow managed to only turn out with eight players, uh, which. <laughs> Really not ideal. That was then made even worse by the fact that his captain was Mares, his vice was Foden, neither played a second. So he ended up with eight players and no captain for a score of 29 points, which actually probably could have been a fair bit worse had it not been for the fact that he's got Laporte in his team. So, <laughs> so I suppose in some, t- in some sense he won Pep Roulette there and he had Shaw's nine points, which um, was quite commonly seen across across the league. Um, what else did we have? Freddie Jones had a very good week with 50 points. Would have been so much better had he played with more than 10 players. Sterling was out and poor chap went for a differential captain. I think a few of us got burnt with differential captains this week. Um, he got burnt two weeks ago. He went with Saka, who got injured in the North London derby after 45 minutes and uh, and didn't come out the second half. So only two points from him. Um, as you mentioned, Trent. Trent, a great pick, did, did make up for at least some of that. Then you had Ali Maxwell. Tough few weeks for the brother. Um, feel like toys have been well and truly thrown out of the pram um, by that young man. Not for the first time. Um, he had a total score of 38 points. Did manage to get 11 out. Two on his, three on his bench didn't play, but I'm afraid Luke Shaw was sitting at the far end of his bench um, for nine points, which uh, was made up a quarter of his total. Um, so that wasn't ideal for him. Um, who else did we have? We had uh, Kinder, also went for a differential captain. I mentioned Everton not getting the clean sheet that they'd hoped for. He went with Luca Dean as his captain, um, a guy who, like a few fantasy players, I think has sort of dodged points over the over the past few weeks, playing very high up on the left. Really good differential pick, probably not a great differential captain. He ended up with two, um, so nothing there for him. But the top two, uh, different ends of the table. Stephen Hill has been on a real tear-up over the last few weeks, um, really chasing pretty hard uh, to get into the top three. I'm looking nervously over my shoulder at his recent performances, so I was delighted to see (laughs) that in what was another pretty strong week for him of 52 points, including 
Mr. Dunks 10 for Brighton. Um, he had Mendy on his bench uh, for nine points, getting the full bonus allotment from that Leeds nil-nil draw. And also Dallas, obviously getting a surprising clean sheet for Leeds against Chelsea. So that would have been a tough nil-nil to watch when you've got two defenders playing in that nil-nil draw. 15 points on the bench would have made a big difference. Uh, that would have been a big cut into the lead that I have over him for those top three spots. But I'm going to give it to Noel. Noel scored 38 points in total in this week off the back of Cancelo's 12. Not a great deal else for him. Um, his captain with De Bruyne didn't play. Son took over. Um, as we know, he got injured after 18 minutes of the North London derby. So that was Oof. pretty painful. Brutal. But what hurt? What hurt far more was the transfers he made. So he took a four-point hit coming into this week and got rid of, uh, to bring in his Tottenham duo of Son and Kane. So, I mean, he brought Son in and captained him for his 18 minutes. He removed uh, Fernandez, um, who uh, had a quieter week that week, three points for him. Um, but he replaced Kane with Mr. Vardy, I'm afraid, in his home game against Sheffield United. I get that you want Kane for the doubles. I get that he was playing the following week. But Kane, uh, Vardy at home to Sheffield United, who just sat their manager, was a pretty dangerous ploy. Just the three goals for Jamie Vardy. 13 <laughs> points for him. Um, so assists. he got three assists. Sorry, not three goals. Well done. Um, so he ended up... Uh, four points, eight points less than he would have done um, with those transfers. So uh, with only 38 points on the board, I am giving Hurt of the Week to Noel. Um, so that's the, the tough bit over with, Andre, but who won the week? Uh, just go backwards a second on that one. Who do you think mm. is going for Hurt of the Season? Like Johnson's had consistency, but Noel's lows are so, so low and it's always transfer related. I'm, I, I'm going to ask the, the stats man himself to to run uh, a test of this but I think Noel might be gunning for George's title here for most painful hurts over the season it's just consistent transfers that just let him down and and I don't believe that we can give George Johnson any more awards um, because we know the way he plays yep. he is actively trying to win weekly awards whether that <laughs> is manager of the month or hurt of the week yeah, true, um, true. And, and and so you know I mean, we, we could probably give him her every week for the last 10 weeks, couldn't we, bluntly? Uh, so yeah. I think I think, I think you're right. I think Noel's certainly going to be up there. I did actually look at George's one. Like, it's not my section, but I, I had a little peruse, obviously, uh, and saw his details there. It was live by the Mares, die by the Mares, right? Because I'm pretty certain that he was the beneficiary of one of his picks. Yeah, yeah. When it was... He, the... he got team of the week last the week before, didn't he? Big, big captaincy hole for Mares. Exactly. So that's that's just the Mares burger you're going to get right there. So that's the, the, the filler in a Mara's burger, shall we say. Right, uh, moving on then from the, the bad, let's go to the good team of the week. As we said, dominated by defenders. Um, Jeff Moy. Jeff Moy did not get a mention in the pick section for his captain there because he's one of many that went with Kane and the blank captaincy for that week. Uh, and yet I am bringing him up in team of the week because he has Kane blank too. He has three Spurs in total, four points without captaincy, six including. Not great. 60 points. A defensive Shaw, Stones, Cancelo, Dallas with that surprise clean sheet you mentioned. That is phenomenal and well worth a mention. And you know I'm very unlikely to mention you, Jeff Moy, if you've won. You haven't won, so I can mention you quite comfortably. But that was a very impressive performance anyway. The 
winner. This is really a splitting of hair. I mean, it's so close. Really, really similar teams fighting for team of the week. Uh, both teams have a back five, including Leeds, Villa, two City and Brighton. Both teams have the same front three, Kane, Watkins, DCL. Both teams have Son and Fernandes in midfield. Mixed results across those guys, but generally more, more good than bad. The difference is so small. Dunk outscored Veltman that week. Messier outscored Martinez. Um, it comes down to... I mean, he's the, he's the predicted champion for a reason. Damien, 68 points. Pipping the pod's very own Tom. I know you knew that from the very beginning there. With 65, only three points. But it's this consistent chip, chip, chipping away. Sorry, other way around. Extending of his leads by a little points here, little points there. That makes Damien team of the week and our projected champion. A fantastic week of 68 when everyone else was lucky to break the 50s. In fact, we only had three in the 50s and two in the 60s. So congratulations, Damien. Keep this role going. Tom, how are you feeling? He's well. It just, uh, you know, you and I text about it a lot. I've been, you know, trying, trying to. I've been in third place pretty solidly now for a few months, and every time at the start of the week, uh, I, I feel like I've had a really good start. I look at Damien's team. Damien has an annoyingly similar team to me, but every time the differentials that he's got versus mine seem to win out. And uh, yeah, he thoroughly deserves to be well clear at the top. I'm dying for him to crack the top 1K in the world. I think he thoroughly deserves it. Uh, and it's just been, it's been a very freddy like performance, hasn't it, for him over really the last has. few weeks. Just very consistent. Um, never, never anywhere but in the top half of each week. Um, so yeah, thoroughly deserved it. It's been beautiful because there are differentials in his team. There are players that no one else has, and yet he's not. So he's not defending his lead. He's not being negative anyway. He's just playing his game. It's been wonderful to watch. I'm, I'm wondering if you, who's been third for such a long period of time now and consistently third and playing brilliantly, are you at risk of doing an Andre and? You know, looking for the top, swinging for the fences in the final few weeks, and then finding uh, a Stephen Hill pipping you. I mean, you've got a good lead. I think I had that big lead actually on the last day of the season last time. So yeah, interesting to see how this pans out. But that... he, he's been chi- Stephen's been chipping away. Uh, I, it was a bigger lead previously. Interesting. Um, and I mean, one hundred percent. I am trying to get a second at the very least. Uh, and you know, with with chips still to play across the board for for lots of different people, there's lots that can happen. Um, but I would really like to be in the top. I'm, I still fancy getting in the top 20k in the world. I'm 50 at the moment. That that's the aim. <sighs> Overall rankings. I am on my worst ever overall ranking with no chance of fixing it so i'm not even looking at that although uh we jumped around a little bit we've got other things to talk about but i guess that week was towards the end of the no it's not i'm gonna jump ahead of myself doesn't matter i was gonna talk about the uh, manager of the month but let's get into that after we take a short break everyone your weekly fill of no cash no code action uh with me tom maxwell and him andre clark <laughs> uh we are moving on to the misery of week 29 um andre 
so much to discuss in week 29. You and I spent hours on the text in advance, uh, knowing that you were you were on your wild card. Sorry, not wild card, your free hit. Um, few few chips to talk about, but there were only four games to talk about. Uh, <laughs> and the shortest ever week in FPL history. Um, and I would say that broadly, it kind of went as expected. Leeds beat Fulham, but couldn't keep a clean sheet because they cannot defend set pieces, which for those of us with uh, Leeds goalkeepers and defenders is a constant thorn in the side. Brighton, they got their clean sheet as expected against Newcastle and all of the people that had been bringing in their differentials got rewarded by the Brighton attack of Mope, Trossard and Welbeck all on the score sheet. Veltman got an assist as well for those who had kept faith with him. Um, it was it was a beautiful thing. Anyone who had been on the Brighton train finally getting rewarded. Um, West Ham Arsenal was maybe a bit surprising. I think a draw probably would have been a, a result that people would have predicted. I'm not sure 3-3 three, three would have been the predicted result. Arsenal doing it the hard way, as they often do. 3-0 down, back to 3-3. Three, three. West Ham certainly helping out with a couple of OGs um, from a couple of names of people that in, in previous weeks there would have been plenty of in No Cash, No Code, Thomas Suchek and Mr. Dawson. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out in a second, but I don't think there were many Sucheks and Dawsons kicking around by this point in the season. And Spurs got the job done against Villa without Son, but with Kane, 2-0. Uh, Spurs beat Villa at uh, at Villa Park. No Grealish continues to be a big problem for Aston Villa. Um, So only four games to talk about, Andre. No doubt I will be talking about quite a bit of hurt. But let's start with the positives. Take me through whose free hit worked out best. (laughs) I mean, you've honed in on the punchline on the end pretty early there, but... What a week. You said it's the shortest in FPL history and it, it felt like the longest week in FPL history from the team cream beforehand, the crushing disappointment from getting things wrong and then retrospectively realising it wasn't that bad overall. Um, this one was easy for me. I mean, four games, not a lot to talk about in terms of scores. I would say I've almost dialed this one in. Pick of the week. Easy. As you mentioned, uh, the Brighton game is where the points were found for many. For XG Geeks, to which are on this very podcast, Brighton versus Newcastle was the fixture to target. The question was, how many Brighton? You correctly told me I should be loading up. Me being both risk-averse and stinky at this game did not. Are Brighton Fugazi? Are they going to let everyone down? Is it Dunk or is it Veltman? Will Veltman be out wide? The answer turned out to be Trossard. The manager turned out to be Stephen Hill. An easy win. 14 points for Trossard. Only Trossard owner in the league. Most impressively, only transfer he made that week. The Mm. pre-season prediction of Salah out, Trossard in. If anyone had that ticket, wow. But that is what Stephen did. Uh, And wow, did that pay off. So congratulations. There's nothing else to talk about. That is comfortably, easily the pick of the week. Um, And... Yeah, yes, I'm using the expression again, chip, chip, chipping away at that lead. Uh, what a transfer. That gave him 68 points on the week. As you've just said, uh, who is the top free hit scorer? Well, we're going to have our usual debate when it comes to chips. We have Kinder, 53 on a free hit. Someone else with 60 points on a free hit. Free hit. Stephen Hill, 68 with nine men, but 
shows how well he planned which men he wanted to have and then Luke Danes 78 points on his free hit so top four scores three free hits Stephen Hill at 68 so the question I'm going to ask you which you probably expected by this point how many points should a free hit be worth is Hill's 68 better than Danes's 78 so I will answer that by saying, on the whole, I would say a free hit is worth somewhere between 15 and 20 points. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, you'd probably want it to be closer to 20. The the difference being that that is on the basis that most free hits are used on a double game week. Yep. And therefore, you're 20 points ahead of the rest of the world not free hitting because they don't have the opportunity just to load up. I personally think that in a week where the average score across um, no cash, uh, sorry, average score across FPL was 25 points. Exactly. If you, if you have scored 10 plus more than anyone else, then I would suggest you've done pretty well. I'm going to go the same. Uh, so, listener, this is embarrassing for me to admit, but fairly cathartic. Despite all of my chat with Tom, I missed the deadline. I went to bed thinking of all the great things I wanted to do with my team, threw a little Odegaard in there just because I like him, um, but with the full intention of playing with my team the next day and woke up to realise time delay actually 4am was the night before I'd missed the deadline and I was mortified and yet still with this ragtag not quite clever, not quite right team and I might be in some hurt so I shouldn't ruin that later on I was going to say I wasn't aware that you were in charge of hurt this week sorry still had a little bit oh I'm sorry for that uh, still had an okay score so for Luke Danes to get 78 on his free hit and be so comfortably above the average in the world like what 50 points above the average and so far above any other rival in the league what a team he put together on his free hit Sanchez in goal two Brighton defenders uh, two other Brighton defenders Lingard Rafinha he got 78 while captaining one of the only players to let him down and all fans of football down Aubameyang so a phenomenal performance it's 78 points it's team of the week and it's manager of the month all wrapped up in the same go so congratulations Luke Dane take a bow that is what a free it is supposed to be for very very good and the, and the manager I'd forgotten the manager of the month bit because that really does confirm him because he's obviously used it specifically to make sure he's in the money at the end of the season so and very you very know good what? And it's so good to have him back as a listener. So thank yeah. you very much for listening today, uh, Luke. I look forward to hearing you, uh, see, having you back again the next time you win an award. But well done, you, sir. You, you, I mean, you did a George Johnson. You spotted the fixtures, thought this is the one to go for. I only need one big week and you pulled it off. Well played, sir. Sorry for um, pulling an M&M there and giving you, <laughs> taking some of the pain off my own attack by uh, notifying you in advance of my mistakes, but let us know what happened with the rest of the hurt, please. So I, it's really difficult to warrant hurt on a game week like this. I mean, you know, it's, it's a week where even those of us who have been planning for this particular week for what feels like at least 12 months, um, you know, and then you end up with 39 points despite thinking that you've got a full, almost full 11 out and then half of them don't play. You know, there, there was a lot of that. Um, you know, the Son injury was particularly difficult to take. Uh, there were there were some very low scores and, and particularly low scores from people who clearly hadn't been thinking too far ahead. People like George Johnson, we don't need to touch on him for too long, but <laughs> I would suggest that 11 points is probably the lowest FPL score of no cash, no code in a week that we maybe have ever had. 
um yes, so so but but again it's not hurt for him this is hurt of the week this doesn't hurt george johnson if anything it rewards him so we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna reward him um freddie jones had 17 points that obviously also um is is tough he's he's been on a, a good run freddie to try and pull himself away from from those bottom few places uh trying desperately to avoid relegation he's the, he, for me he's the fulham this year don't know if you'd agree but i'm really pulling for him to avoid relegation i love the way his team sets up i enjoy the football he plays i don't know the bloke from adam i just feel like i'm rooting for him <laughs> um you know this this was a, a particularly tough 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 week for him um uh with with uh, 17 points um but a couple of things that just sprung and uh, particularly to mind um and i can't give Noel back to back but let's talk about his transfers for this week um <laughs> uh, poor chat he's not having much like this this one seems odd though to me and i don't know whether you can give me a good reason behind it now bamford went into this week as we know with a bit of a niggle um and there was a bit of a question mark over whether he was going to start or not but bearing in mind that Leeds were playing and one of only eight teams playing, bearing in mind that Bamford was one of only, uh, let's say, seven, eight members of his entire squad that, that looked like they might play, it seemed odd that he'd be the guy that he'd be replacing him with. Uh, and, you know, there, there are lots of... He has, he's got Kilman still in his squad, Keane, Mount, Button, Cancelo, De Bruyne, Rudiger, all didn't play. It was tough on him that Bale didn't play because he, he's had Bale for a while and that's been a good differential and people brought him in and, and he didn't get anywhere. But his transfer was Bamford out for Antonio and that picked him up minus four. He was the only person who got uh, minus points for his transfers on that week, which, you know, when you've only scored 31, to have got rid of a player who scored 11 points is, is, is pretty hurtful. Um, but... NC, you are definitely winning her to the week award here. And, um, uh, I tried to take it away. No, and it's not. It's not that you constantly come up with these shitty excuses as to why these things have happened and why this year of all years, you know, suddenly these two kids have become a real problem for you. I'm sure that you had more than more than zero kids in the past when you were doing very well in FPL, but. Um, <laughs> To have put together a team that includes Patrick Bamford on the bench, that includes Hugo Lloris on the bench. Um, I appreciate that Lloris scored the same amount of points as Sanchez. So I, I sort of forgive you there, but you only need one goalkeeper. And so 17 points on a bench where there were three players in No Cash No Code who didn't score 17 points with their entire squad um, means that I'm afraid you are winning Earth of the Week, despite, as you say, the second best score. I don't even deserve the second best score. Um, I didn't start Lingard. I got lucky with the pale notion. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yes, that's so true. It would have been 23 I, on the bench, right? <laughs> yep, and I would have finished outside the top 10 uh, for the week uh, with my free hit. So I was, I mean, I've given Bale and Bale fans no end of uh, grief this season, and I could not love the man anymore for not getting off the bench in that game. I fully deserve that. Disgusting. Disgusting. I've missed, I think, maybe eight deadlines in my entire 10 years of playing this game and three of them this year so no excuses just feeble just absolutely feeble i'll be glad this season's over but having great fun watching you however renewed interest 
Uh, I'm about to do the draw for the No Cash, No Code oh, Cup. Yes, please. There is going to be an extra edition this week as the uh, producer and myself do our now annual discussing of seedings. The draw will be random. The draw will be random as it is every year. It won't be based on anyone's rankings, but we will talk about where we think that person is seeded in the draw, what their expectations are, who's the favourite Damien, uh, who's expected of the silver Damien, or can Freddie actually upset him and get a, a, a rematch of last year's final? So I will do that shortly. It will be discussed on the pod that comes out next. There is something for us all to play for. As mentioned in the email that just went out, we have change the format again to make it much easier for everyone to follow final is game week 38 and then every week before that will be semis quarters round of 16 and then the opening matches which i believe is 35 so good luck to everyone um looking for 33 sorry good luck to everyone looking forward to seeing you all in the cup tom a pleasure as ever Absolute pleasure, NC. I'm I'm really looking forward to some cup discussion. Always look forward to that pod um, for you and Jeff to uh, rip us all to pieces and tell us why we're not going to win the cup. Um, <laughs> I, for one, the uh, the the prospect of another Freddie uh, Damien final is just mouth watering, frankly. Uh, but I think that there will be some some people that have a say in that. And the great thing about the No Cash No Code Cup is it keeps people interested until the end of the season, even if you are towards the bottom end of the league so um, really excited about that this has been enormous fun as ever and uh, look forward to catching up with you in the next couple of weeks see you soon bye bye